This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? It is June 19th, Saturday, June 19th. And uh, I guess I want to wish you a happy Juneteenth. This is the first time we have recognized it as a federal holiday. So happy uh, June 9th, Juneteenth. Sorry, I'm still getting used to it. Happy Juneteenth. Uh, again, June 19th is a new federal holiday. Uh, so this, uh, on Saturdays, if you don't know, we roll right from our daily financial news, which occurs, of course, at 7.30 Pacific. Uh, we will also be doing an 8 a.m. live Q&A. The live Q&A will be done from the computer. My intention there is to hear your questions and go deeper. One of the things that's hard to do as a content creator is to take comments without a little bit of back and forth. Uh, so the ability to do once a week, 8 a.m. Saturdays, a live Q&A, really helps me understand uh, the meat of your questions because sometimes I'm just wrong and my understanding of your question is just off. So uh, this gives me one time a week where we can go deeper. Uh, I have collected questions throughout the week, so uh, we will be doing that at 8 a.m. You can look forward to that most Saturday mornings. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we have a lot of videos going out today uh, talking about non-QM lenders, access to money. Uh, one of the things that I think we need to be ready for as we see more inventory coming, as demand slows down, all things I've been calling for all year starting to happen right now. We as investors need to be ready. We're still going to, it's still going to be some competition. The best deals will still go the fastest, uh, but if you are ready, if you are following the course and doing the work, uh, I'm hearing from student after student about deals getting done, deals getting written. And today, we need to congratulate John for closing a transaction this week. And uh, John, this will be going out to you folks. If you don't know what this is, uh, this is a card that I want to send out to any subscriber of the channel, anybody who follows me on Instagram, any of my students, uh, anyone that's been benefit from... Um, one rental at a time. I want to send this to you if you close a deal this year. I want to see if we can't get 500 deals because of one rental at a time. That's why I do it. The positive index score is real. Uh, I'm spending money uh, to see if we can't do it. So uh, as of last Sunday, we are already at 24 uh, with two weeks in. So keep doing the work. I think the market is turning in our favor. I am so excited. It's been a rough year, rough 14 months. But I've kept doing the work, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, a lot of questions today, kind of top 10, top 3 lists I've captured in real estate, which is always fun. We will talk about the week ahead. Uh, where do I want to go first? Well, we'll go top down. So one of the things that I captured actually last night, and if you're not following John Burns um, Consulting, I think it's actually Real Estate Consulting, but really it's John Burns. Uh, you really need to do yourself a favor. That is the company that I interviewed back in early April where we talked about investor mania. We talked about Wall Street, hedge funds, things of that nature. Uh, 
but it's it's they put out great stuff. Uh, and this is a uh, report that they did or a screenshot on Twitter. Uh, that's where I follow them. And it's the top three cities. These are generally speaking big cities, population more than 500,000 people. What are the top cities for population growth and population decline? Um, let me think. I think I would have gotten a couple of the declines. I don't know that I would have gotten uh, population growth. So what do you think the top three cities are for population growth on a percentage basis? Percentage basis, not absolute number. And then the top three decliners. These are important for real estate, obviously, because people buy, people rent. And if it's growing or shrinking, when you marry that with how, um, uh, you know, new homes and apartment creation, it really can tell you where stuff is going. So we will do the losses first. This one shocked me. I would have thought San Francisco was the biggest loser on a percentage basis. And it wasn't. It was number two. So it's on the list, no doubt. But it was beat out by Baltimore. Um, I've never really looked at Baltimore. Don't know it at all. Uh, but yeah, Baltimore had more people leave than San Francisco. Then number three surprised me as well. Uh, San Jose, California, which is actually closer to me than San Francisco, they lost the next largest percentage. So clearly, San Francisco and San Jose, both kind of Bay Area, right? If you kind of lump San Francisco into the Bay Area, um, pretty significant population decline. And, um, you know, again, this is probably why you see Vegas, why you see Austin, why you see Idaho really increasing because, you know, that California exodus is real. Uh, so it's something to really watch out. And just for grins, because I would have guessed it, I added a fourth and it's New York. New York did lose, but it is behind Baltimore, San Francisco, San Jose, again, on a percentage basis. New York's probably largest number, but we are talking percentages. Now for the growth. Um, I would have gotten one of these three, one of these three. So the largest cities, again, population more than 500,000 with percentage growth. Number one, Seattle, 2.2%. Seattle grew 2.2% in the last 12 months. That's amazing. That's the Amazon effect, I'm guessing. That's crazy. Next up, Fort Worth, 2.1%. I would have guessed that one. I would have thought that was number one, but number it's actually number two just behind Seattle. And then Mesa. Mesa grew 1.9%. Uh, I would have guessed Phoenix. Phoenix did make the list, but I think it's number five, maybe number six. So again, uh, follow John Burns um, on Twitter. They put out a lot of great stuff. I actually take probably five or six screenshots a week. They put out that kind of stuff. Uh, next up, since we're talking about lists, uh, Wallet Hub. Never heard of them. Uh, but they did generate a top 10 list for uh, best places to live. That got my attention, right? I'm a real estate investor, renter, like to see what's going on. Where, where do people want to live? Uh, I am going to go, I'm going to go backwards, I guess. So again, we'll go 10 down. Um, so number 10 was Pennsylvania. And sorry, before I get into this, there were three factors for this 10 list. Cost, cost safety, and quality of life. Those are the three metrics for this, again, produced by WalletHub. So Pennsylvania is number 10, Iowa number nine, New Hampshire, Utah, Wisconsin, Minnesota, 
Idaho. I think a lot of those I may have guessed, but I I don't know that I the, the top three kind of confused me because I think they're all ridiculously expensive. Number three, New York. Number two, Massachusetts. And number one, New Jersey. I don't think I've ever seen New Jersey on a top 10, like number one on a top 10 list before. Don't get me wrong. Don't know anything about it. I've only been there a couple of times. But yeah, everything I've heard, kind of weird. Next up, I don't know if you saw this, but it looks like just like TSA, right? They screened more than 2 million passengers the other day for the first time in 14 months. Travel is coming back. The next kind of lagging indicator getting back to normal is actually gyms, gym membership, right? It's, uh, we have seen a lot of people do at home with Peloton and Mirror and things of that nature. Uh, looks like that peaked uh, in April of 2020. And it looks like gyms are back to 83% of January 2020, which is obviously before this crisis all started. So again, I think that's one of the last you know, indicators that we are getting back, inching back to normal, uh, which is pretty interesting. And then the weekend, it is the weekend. I always like to look ahead. Uh, Monday, Tuesday is going to be, it's going to be must-see TV, I think. Because on Monday, we have St. Louis Fed President James Bullard. James Bullard came out Friday, and one could argue deserves the credit or the blame whatever you want to call it, for most of the stock drop on Friday. He came out and had the balls to say, we are going to raise rates next year. Remember, the Fed was 2024, then they're like 2023. No, Bullard came out, what, 48 hours? Because Jerome Powell spoke Wednesday. He's speaking Friday and said, kidding, we're going to raise rates next year, which, oh, by the way, is what I've been calling for for six months. But it's going to be interesting. He talks Monday. I wonder, is he going to say it again? And if he does, that will continue the washout in the market, my opinion. Or has he been scolded? Think about the couple of times Janet Yellen has spoken in the last eight weeks. Janet Yellen got pulled to the side, got scolded, not playing by the rules, blah, blah, blah. She's had to retract or ignore her statements. I wonder. If James Bullard is going to have the balls to say, yes, I do believe we're going to raise rates next year, or he's going to be neutered and uh, he won't. Interesting. That's going to flow into Tuesday because the man, Jerome Powell, speaks, right? The chairman. And he is either going to have to defang James Bullard and say he's wrong or he's misguided or whatever, or he's going to say, yep. That's his opinion. You know, he's one of the Fed presidents and, you know, he can have his opinion. But Jerome Powell is going to, he's going to have an interesting Tuesday speech because he's going to likely have to deal with whatever uh, James Bullard talks about on Monday. Must see TV. It's going to be interesting. I mean, Bullard could really, he could continue the momentum that started uh, on, uh, on Friday. We'll see. Must see TV. That's going to roll into Wednesday where we start getting some earnings reports that are interesting to you and I. Uh, We got KB Homes, right? Is KB Homes going to, you know, basically we we expect them to, you know, beat and raise their numbers. But what are they telling us about backlog? What are they telling us about lumber? What are they telling us about inflation? 
These home builders, I care less about what just happened, right? Which is actually their earnings. I want you to tell me about what's coming. You and I as real estate investors, we should be, we should be paying attention to what the home builders are doing. Uh, in addition to that, Winnebago, another RV manufacturer, right? Are they going to be like, I think it was Thor Industries, if memory serves, where they basically said, we are sold out for the year. Uh, we're going to see if that's happening as well. Thursday, we got Nike and FedEx. Nike is really going to be interesting because I, we really get, with Nike, we get, we get two stories. What's happening in the U.S. and then what's happening rest of world. Right. Nike is one of those rare companies where we really can we really get a feel for the world, right? North America, us and the rest of the world. So it'll be interesting to see what is going on, right? Is Europe slowing down, for example, because of lockdowns and the like? And then we're going to go into FedEx. FedEx is one of those companies that really benefited last year, right? When we were getting, you know, everything shipped to home and things of that nature. It'll be interesting to see what they talk about the future. Again, I'm not really interested in what they said about the last 90 days. I want FedEx to tell us, and are they going to start saying growth's going to slow or don't expect or whatever? Uh, Of course, also on Thursday, we're going to get new unemployment claims, which we've looked at now for 70 weeks in a row. Uh, As I remember last week, it ticked back up over 400,000, which is a surprise. We're going to see, A, is there a revision to that number? And two, uh, was it a blip, right? Do we go right back to 360 or 375 for new claims? Or, heaven forbid, God, I hope not, heaven forbid, we've reversed the trend and we go from 420 to 450 and we've got that you know, uptick in unemployment claims. That is going to be interesting. And then the last one I'll be looking for on Friday is CarMax. Uh, CarMax, you know, manufacturers used cars. All of these things are at record prices. Again, Anybody who's not expecting CarMax just to blow it out of the water is not paying attention. But I want to talk about the future. What is CarMax see coming? What are they doing? Margins, inventory, sales speed, wholesale fees, all of that stuff. Uh, I actually expect CarMax to talk about inflation, right? Because they're going to report numbers that are very much revenue or top line oriented. But going forward, continually rebuilding inventory is going to show inflation because they're they're wholesale wholesale prices are up pretty significantly if you looked at PPI the other day which i think was Tuesday so lots of lots of exciting stuff going on the last thing i did note is it looks like the Kathy Wood or Arc stocks of that investment style going for growth growing through innovation uh, where many companies don't even have earnings maybe falling out of flavor uh, we've had some some again according to CNBC some significant outflows uh, where people are kind of rotating in to uh, you know, value and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see if that continues. I think a lot of it will kind of weigh on what Bullard and Powell have to say. So going to be a very interesting Monday and Tuesday. I am so looking forward to seeing what Bullard says. I really hope, and I the little, I don't know him at all, but I've read his, his reports for years now. He's been a president for a while, and I think he's got a pretty big backbone I think he's going to come out and do it. I think he's going to come out hard and say, I think we're going to raise rates in 2022, which is going to be interesting for the stock market Monday, be interesting for the 10-year Monday. But man, Powell, what's he going to do Tuesday? It's going to be a fun week. Hope you have a great weekend, folks. Happy Juneteenth. Tomorrow is Father's Day. I did not even know that until one of my guests said, hey, happy Father's Day. I'm like, what? I forgot. Go figure. So if 
If you're like me and you forgot, don't forget tomorrow is Father's Day. Uh, and again, in about 15 minutes, we are going to jump over to do a live Q&A, and I hope to see you there. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Bye.